Hey podcast listeners, this is VA welcoming you to Barely on Topic, episode 18, Everybody Loves Claude. As you already know, Barely on Topic is a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. This week's episode is about, it's mostly about Claude Julien and our thoughts on why he is a great coach for the Bruins. Also, we discuss the game of the week, bare necessities, and oddly enough, nerd culture. We love nerds, we just don't always love how they're portrayed. So the funny thing is that we actually had some technical difficulties that forced us to go through everything again. We're good sports about it, and I'm not sure how much you can tell other than the random bits of laughing. Just know that we do things until we get them right. Usually. Uh, This week we have Timmy back, but we're also missing Nick. And we have the other usual suspects in place. Why did I say other? Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, Enjoy. We're going to talk about the game of the week. A 3-1 win over the Islanders at home. Yes. yes. Two goals from David Pasternak. (laughs) (laughs) And one from Louis Erickson. What was that? One by Louis Erickson. There we go. Yeah. All right. That's the game. (laughs) You see, this is a problem because now we don't want to talk about it again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. I really am. I'll say I'll say this about the game of the week. The people at Buffalo Wild Wings fucking hate me now because I was cheering like a madman, and I'm oh, like, oh. I'm at a sports bar. You can shut up. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. Like you're I... too loud at a sports bar. All right, so it was a good definitive win. The Bruins never were behind. They did tie it up at one point. We won. Kevin Miller did something good. I was glad he was it. back in the lineup. Yeah, yeah, it was I, good I, to see him. I can't believe I'm saying this with how much how much flack Kevin Miller's got, but he's been playing better as of late. And mm-hmm. when he was available to play in uh, Saturday's game, I was happy. I was yeah, surprised I, to see him. Yeah, because based on his look on his face after the Ovechkin hit, I Ooh. thought he was done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah no I, I was pretty sure it was going to be another surgery and he was done for the year. But what do I know? But anyway, yes, I saw him scoop the puck out before it became a goal. It was beautiful. Having him in means we give up a lot less shots from the slot, which, generally speaking, leads to more goals, and it's the type of game the Bruins have played for years. Limiting shots in the slot, allowing a lot of peripheral shots. So that's a good thing, because, again, a lot of the personnel that has done that over the past six, seven years, Dennis Seidenberg, Adam McQuaid, Chara, are apparently less effective at this than they've been in the past. Now, why exactly? You'd think that not very mobile defenseman would be okay at still keeping people from shooting inside the slot because that's where they can they can just occupy space but they're still it's about positioning you still have to aggressive yeah you still have to have to aggressively forecheck on them to force them to shoot from the outside as opposed to them to find somewhere better to better to shoot so guys just hunkering down to block shots which is what Dennis Seidenberg does pretty much exclusively these days these days isn't conducive to that and it's unfortunate Kevin Miller is still reasonably effective at forcing people to take these shitty shots. And that's under the circumstances, that's a win, a big one. As long as he keeps him on the outside, Kevin Miller's pretty effective. Once yeah. once they get inside, it's uh, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> We're not asking him to do too too much. As soon as Kevin Miller has to make decisions, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized he's actually coming home on this um, on this road trip. He's like from the Los Angeles area, so that'll be kind of cool for him. So, yeah. 
Maybe he'll have like a better, like he'll have like more of an inspiration to play better or something, you know, if he's in front of his grandma or whatever. <laughs> Going from LA to Burlington for, for college hockey must have been rough. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Burlington in the winter is not good. <laughs> no. But I think, didn't he like spend a year at like a prep school beforehand? Like, I don't think he spent too much time here playing hockey. Like, I thought like he. Like maybe you spent a couple of years in high school and then went off to the East or the Midwest for like some sort of prep school thing before going on to UVM. I could be totally making shit up right now, but that's what I thought. I did Canyon High School in Santa Clarita, California until age 16. <laughs> uh-huh. And then he transferred to the Berkshire School in Sheffield, Massachusetts. There we go. <laughs> and then played the college hockey for University of Vermont. That said... Um, Massachusetts is quite different from winter in Berlin. Oh, absolutely. See, uh, there's <laughs> nothing in Valencia. There is a mall and an art school, and that is about it. <laughs> there's just like lots of like, you know, similar looking houses, all this track housing and all that. And it's just a really, I'm glad he got out of there, basically. I was perfectly fine to make up a fiction about uh, Kevin Miller. I'm sure it would oh, okay. be a lot more. No, not uh, no, not that kind of thing. Just no, like, no, no, about no, no, where he came no, from. No, no, no. <laughs> where he went to school. I've been thinking about like you know, like some sort of like you know, spy kid. Kevin or, Miller like, went to the Wharton thing. School for two years before deciding on playing hockey at UVM. Oh my! Wow, he could not. He's like one town short of being no longer in Massachusetts. He all the way west, like Berkshires, really? Berkshires. Like, <laughs> oh, like New York, right? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, see, whenever I hear anybody say a prep school, I always think of Andover. Yeah. For some reason. It's always football people. That's why. So <laughs> anyway, um, how do we feel about Johnny Boychuk coming back? It's always nice to see Johnny. It is always nice to see him. That haircut I saw is that awful. part where um hmm? that haircut is awful that he's got. Oh, I haven't even seen it. It's just shaved. It's awful. Uh, but yeah. I remember like hearing like from like I was watching the game and Jack and Brick were kind of making jokes about like he and Patrice Bergeron catching up, you know, and just like because I think like you know they're kind of like like not like you know beating up on each other or anything, but there was like a little bit of a discussion going on. But I'm sure it wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be. So people can have <laughs> discussions and it can be totally fine. Yeah, like hey, how's your wife? How's your kids? Great. <laughs> All right. Just, I gotta we get can't have discussions without getting into almost fist fights. No, <laughs> Jeez. Oh, goodness. All right. So, never ending pasta goals. We had Louis Erickson. Tuca was great. We love Tuca. Fantastic. Like nine Fantastic. Yes. Tuca-tastic? <laughs> he was the flying motherfucking Finnish king. That's what he was. Is. 962 save percentage last night, yesterday. <laughs> did really well. <laughs> I still just want to go your own personal Tuca. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I Aww. really, really feel like shit that I that 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 didn't make it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's and not gonna make Leslie it. Leslie had a great game too. I have to say, when I was I was watching the game yesterday and was just like thinking, oh god, not an A. Oh god, home game. He, he seemed to be like like just like on point like right at the start of the game and just doing what he needed to do and that was good to see. He had a really good game yesterday too. Jimmy Hayes had a ton of good scoring chances. They just got stoned every time by Grice. Yeah. yeah. Poor poor Jimmy Hayes. Like I wanted him to. Get, 
Like I, I, it's like the Pittsburgh game. I sensed he was going to score like five minutes before he did. I kept feeling it's like it's going to be, it's going to do it. And after two times, like no, he's going to get hosed, and it's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Saving it up for the West Coast trip. That's what he's doing. Same thing with Tory Krug. That is my thought. Well, <laughs> that is hope. One would hope that I'm actually impressed that Hayes has scored as much as he has for some reason this year. And um, <laughs> Bolesky, I'm impressed with all the time because I think he's got a lot of hustle. I think he's found his spot on the, the third line. I don't think we're overpaying him. And <laughs> I just, I do like seeing him. Should we try this again? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Woo. All right. Oh my god! I think it's it's unfortunate because we had a lot of good audio on the first one about our conceptualization of what the main course should look like. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Goldilocks and the three bears and bears coming up and taking all the food off the table. But anyway, so it's time to talk about our main course, our main topic, which is this week, Claude Julien. Oh, yay. <laughs> okay, so Claude Julian. So, so Claude's the winning as coach in Bruins history. Yay! He came that on um, uh, Monday night's uh, win against the, uh, the the Fancy Cats. Yes, he's beat out Art Ross for the winning as coach, but not in win percentage, as Jeff likes to point out. Um, that's only if you really want to get a stickler about the matter of whether shootout wins count. Oh, you know, there are people who want to be sticklers. <laughs> oh, of course. But I think he did it. I haven't checked, but over less time. So Art Ross was coached for an incredibly long time, right? Yeah, I don't have I years in front of me. So less game. I think it may have been a similar number of games because they played a lot less games then. But Oh, yeah. It probably all evens out. Jeff, give us the history lesson on how long Claude has been here. So Claude came in in the uh, 07-08 season, uh, a year after Peter Shirelli was hired and uh, after that one pretty farty season of, of Dave Lewis. So, and right away, right away, this, the, he took this team from having been out of the playoffs for, for two years, for the previous two years in various degrees of futility. We made the playoffs first season in, lost in seven games to the Habs. We were still an impossibly barring the cup year, one of the most important playoff series this game the team has played in a long time because they've just come off some nasty, nasty stuff after the lockout year, right? And he's only missed the playoffs once since then as a Bruin. This Bruins coach. And that was, of course, last year. And that comes with the big old asterisks of being the most points of any team to miss the playoffs ever. A number that will probably continue to stand because last year has a lot, all, all sorts of weird things about that year. The teams at the bottom were giving up a shit ton of points, which means you needed a ton more points to get in the playoffs than you do any other year. On I wrecked us. <laughs> fucking Andrew Hammond. Fucking Andrew Hammond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we talk about what makes Claude one of the best coaches in the league? Um, what I like about Claude's game as a Claude's game as a coach um, is that the team is very sound defensively. They can, as Jack Edwards likes to say, defend the house incredibly well. The Islanders game proves that to a you know to a T. They bend, they don't break, giving up lots of shots from the outside, but nothing dangerous in the middle. He's and his People like to complain about an offensive, you know, this team's not good offensively. They don't have the 40-goal score like some guy who plays in Dallas. But his team has consistent scores throughout the lineup, whether it's down the center, whether it's defensive players who can join the rush and score. Claude Julien, no matter the turnover in his roster, 
has top five goal scoring as far as his overall team goes. Excellent. <laughs> you dropped the mic. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> did, did my mic cut out? No, 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 no it's just, yeah, your video did. So. Oh. Yeah, like, like I'm, 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 I'm laughing at what you put in the in the in the, in the, the chat. Yeah, tie tie at partyzone.net. <laughs> Oh I was God, thinking of Jamie Ben in Dallas. Totally not thinking about Ty Ty. Oh, Come on, guys. I wouldn't even think about that guy. Some center or some player that's in Dallas. And I was just trying to elaborate. Fuck that. We um, had imminent 40 goal scorer Brad Marchand, right? Fuck so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't ever want to talk about that other guy ever again. I just wanted to put that in the little communication box because it's funny that as awesome. shit. That's why. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that's damn female. And you know like what? The best thing I ever. think. I like my shit. <laughs> no, yeah. That's my tie thing was awesome. I know. There's but... a guy I work with named Tyler, and I really want to call him Ty Ty just because it would make me crack up, but I don't think he'd appreciate it one bit. So you could ask him if his name, if his email is Ty Ty at partyzone.net. I... <laughs> I could do that. Such a perfect email. That was awesome. Do you know that email is lost? No. No. It's lost. Oh, no. What happened when Glenn decided to, like, solidify the dns all of my fun emails went away uh, so any email that he used to kind of troll me is gone oh, that's too bad we'll just have to make up new ones and we lost jeff <laughs> oh jesus what? yeah he just we, didn't we lost your video really yeah so he did yeah. <laughs> you just left <laughs> like my job boom no, i think my computer got bored or something <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> I didn't know I had to keep your your computer entertained, too. Now that we're not joking around anymore, let's go back to Claude. Okay. And you know what? Everybody says Claude differently. Everybody calls him Claude or Claude or whatever. Can we agree on a name? It's, 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 it's Claude. I mean, it is Claude. Yeah. I, I, know. I just remember growing up and, you know, every time, like, they talked about, uh, you know, like, Claude Lemieux. I mean, that's, like, I know it was probably Claude up in Montreal, but that's just how it was said. And that's how I, I remember it when I see that word. And I know a lot of people, like, type his name as, like, C-L-O-D-E, like, he is a Claude. Like, he has, like, no sense or he's just kind of dumb. But I don't mean it like that. It's just something that's just been locked into my brain. But, yeah, I know it's Claude. I know. I know. I just want to have name agreement, I guess. Can I, can I interject with, with that real quick, though? Yes. Listeners, it's Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E. Not C-L-O-D. Spell it right. <laughs> and rant. And rant. I'm sure all of our listeners spell it correctly. Because they're smart. Oh, yeah. Because so. this that's the kind of audience that we attract. <laughs> They are the best. On to the second question. So we know that uh, when Sweeney tired the summer, he and Neely probably had some kind of discussion with Claude about making some changes. Because we, we all 
were very afraid that uh, Claude was going to be fired. I'm sure that Claude might have had a little bit of apprehension about that as well. So what changes has Claude made this year? One thing I do think he has done is that he's uh, giving the younger players a longer leash. In previous years, he would get frustrated with the younger players' play. He would bench them or for either a few shifts or for a few games in favor of his veterans. Um, it's something that um, we kind of noticed. I think one thing that one person that's benefiting from that has been uh, Ryan Spooner this year. He's kind of gotten that longer leash than he has in previous years, and he's flourishing because of it. He's playing very well, and he's showing us that he's a very productive, very good player that we should want to keep around and keep playing. And the other big beneficiary of that change has been Pasternak. Mm-hmm. Um, he turns over the puck a lot, uh, but the rest of his play has been so strong lately, really, really pushing the offense. And Klo's shown a more willingness to um, take the bad with the good than he has in the past. Whereas, you know, in the past, if someone was fucking something up, particularly on the defensive end of things, they'd get, you know, they never get the staple to the bench. But he's letting it, he, he continues to let it fly. Despite some, some, some problems early in the game yesterday, uh, the Krejci, uh, Erickson, Pasternak line was allowed to keep doing its thing, and it paid off very, very well. <laughs> Yeah. Now, that said, the area where Claude hasn't really changed that position has been the defense. Um, while I'm not going to say that any of the three young defensemen that have played much this year have been that great, with the possible exception of Chiller, Trotman and Morrow have, have been underwhelming as often as not. It's still hard to argue they've been better than all three of the three Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to argue they haven't been worse than all three of the three Stooges. There we go. <laughs> I was going to let you have a little time to work that one out. Oh, yeah. The, it's really frustrating. The Trotman. Trotman should be... He, he looked so good down in Providence last year, and I was just so convinced that he was ready to make that leap. He looked and, so good at the end of the season up, too. Like, when Hamilton got hurt, yep. and so he was getting the minutes next to Chara. He yeah. looked really, really good in that spot to end the, se- to end the season. And then he struggled to get on the ice, and then finally he got on the ice, and it's just he's not really capitalizing on his moment. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating to see. And uh, Moro, on the other hand, has flashes, but then mediocrity. Yeah. There's there's a lot there in both of them, and both of them, particularly Trotman, are at an age where he has to either be ready or it's just not going to happen. Right. Trotman's like 25 right now. Mm. Although I will tell you, defense is really hard. But... I- 25 is usually a pretty good cutoff unless you unless you happen to be Johnny Boychuk. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think Boychuk though made the made the leap like Trotman did at this age where he finally got his first full year and and then rose to that challenge and Trotman's and, just kind of stayed put. And let's also not do revision revisionist history. Boychuk was scary to watch sometimes there. Yeah. He he almost personally cost us the Tampa series in 2011. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Call a spade a spade there, but you know, I, I, I will tell you honestly. I just didn't realize how good Boychuk was until he was gone. I, I, yeah, you, you know, it's, it's oh, absolutely. You see the void, yeah, <laughs> and then you're like, oh yeah, you know, I always thought he was pretty good, and then oh, he really was pretty good. Damn it. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, fuck. Yeah, and now we have. Rick Connolly. Well, no, actually, those weren't the same picks. Um, mm. we, have, uh, we, have, we have we have at present a second and Brendan Carlo, rather. So, <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, I mean, okay then. <laughs> we have a lot of defensive prospects in in the system, and it will be exciting to see them come up and really make a case for themselves down in Providence and then up here. But uh, you know, it's frustrating to see this defense right now. Uh, but close making it work somehow. Not it may not be ideal. I think it's more of Tuca making it work, but <clears throat> I mean, Tuca can only do so much. Well, yeah, but I, I think he he's able to cover a lot of the deficiencies on defense. I think personally, I think he that's one thing that we have. It's a blessing to have someone like that. But yeah, right. when the goals he does let up, an awful high percentage of them are ones that are hard to blame on Tuca too. It is the it is and those are the times for the defensive deficiencies. Yes, he's had actually he's had even for him an unper a disproportionately high number of boneheaded moves on his own part. Let's not you know, but he's doing everything he can. He's doing really good for us now. You know, I know that Tuka is great. I know that he likes his defensemen to do a certain thing, like basically get the fuck out of his way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's his his nickname, Tuka. Get the fuck out of my way, Rask. Uh, with with regards to the defensemen. Or you owe me big time. That's the other. <laughs> yeah. But basically, you know how I feel about defensemen. What should they do? Just defend. defend. <laughs> 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 and I understand that they're not necessarily holding up the, their end of the bargain for many reasons, whether it's age and decline of skill, or I suddenly forgot how to take away somebody's path. What is it? Angle. I forgot how to do that. You know, or I like to screen my own goalie, which is the most frustrating one. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Tuca is great. Clothes making this defense work. And we're seeing a lot of kind of risky behavior for Claude and allowing people to just play a little bit more and a little differently than maybe he would have done in the past. I wish he'd do it with Colin Miller, that's all. <laughs> You know what? I think we're going to see the rise of Colin Miller next year. I think so. I, you know, I don't know why he became frustrated with him. I thought it was going to be a temporary set, sending him down, but nah. You know, the only time Seidenberg's looked good was when he was paired with Colin Miller this year. Like that was when. So sorry, I should word that differently. That was when Seidenberg looked his best this year. He was paired with Colin Miller. The two of them complemented each other surprisingly fairly well. You just got to take the dagger and you just got to go really close to my heart, don't you? <laughs> right in between the ribs. I'm not pulling punches. Seidenberg is, in fact, our worst defenseman by yeah. most pitchers this year. Let's, 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 not, let's, let's down. <laughs> and Chiller made him not. I know. I don't I don't understand why he's down in Providence. That's all. I don't know. I thought that Morrow should have probably been down in Providence from the beginning of the season. I don't know. Morrow was waiver eligible from word go. Not because of games played, but because of age. Or a number of AHL games played, rather, because he started he had, because his first year of, the, of his ELC slid, so he's actually in the fourth year of his ELC right now. Oh, wow. So, well, Subban will be the same thing next year, because they were signed young, but then they turned 20 in the fall of their draft plus two year. Mm -hmm. So they go went so, like which is what um, DeBrusque and Carlo will do. So basically, DeBrusque and Carl, for example, they play less than nine NHL game seasons next year, even though they'll be in the AHL, will still have three more years on their ELCs. But um, anyway, that gets complicated contract stuff and not really relevant to the current discussion. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we might, you know, fix that. But that's okay. That could be a discussion for another time. That's um, a good off-season episode because I yeah. love that stuff. <laughs> it's, it's where I thrive, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, you know, based on what Claude's been able to do with this team, 
which is still they're still first in the Atlantic, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So based on what he's been able to do, do you actually think that he could win the Jack Adams this year? I don't. Only because yeah. of what Barry Trotz has done in Washington. But Barry Trotz has the personnel to do whatever he damn well pleases. Braden Holtby is insane this year. You know, Ovechkin is Ovechkin, and that defense is absurdly deep. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like giving the Jack Adams to the coach that has the best team to begin with, right? Yeah, no, I agree. Anyone that's not, anyone that's not Adam Oates could do this with that team, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly well, Randy was... Carlisle. Randy Carlisle probably couldn't do it either, because Randy Carlisle is... Randy Carlisle, that's why. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> could Bruce Boudreaux? If he was still in Washington and not in Anaheim? Absolutely. Bruce Boudreaux is, is possibly the only coach that gets more undeserved undeserved hate than Claude does. Yeah, I, I think that Trout has done a really amazing job in, in Washington, but it's like this is his second season there, right? Last year, he, great, he greatly improved that team. Oh, absolutely. You know? And that seems to be the way they give the, the Jack Adams in recent years is – the coach that took a team that shouldn't has no business being that great to do great things. The last three Jack Adams winners, I think, yeah, the last bunch of Jack Adams winners have done that. Which is why I think the only realistic competitor for Claude is actually Gerard Gallant. Hmm. Who? Who? Yeah. He, <laughs> yes. All right. Yep. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. I just didn't That's know his true. name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because, um, you know, last year it went to Hartley. The year before it went to Patrick Waugh. The year before that it was Paul McLean. Oh, <laughs> Wait, or was Paul McLean a year, two years or before that? Anyway, those are three of the more of the last four um, uh, of Jack Adams winners in whatever the order actually was. All of them because they could they took teams that weren't that great to the playoffs and further the playoffs than they had any business making. All so, right, so that then, certainly could happen with Claude this year. <laughs> exactly. Now that said, it's a, it's a regular season award, and they vote before the playoffs. But yeah, yeah. But if this team makes a, somehow holds this position, which I'm not sure they will, because again, they have two games on hand on both teams chasing them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, you never know. Uh, right. If he stays top, if he go, if we go into the go in the number one seed in the Atlantic, somehow, <laughs> it, it, it's Claude. There can't there can be no contest. I think. Yeah, because I, I read that article that Kate sent out this morning, and I was just kind of like, "Huh, that's that's interesting." I, you know, I the only thing I really took from it was like, could Claude be the Jack Adams winner, or at least a a, a finalist there? You know, I think that the, Claude wants more, obviously. <laughs> for all the yeah. years of his excellence, he's only won once, and that was in oh eight oh nine. Hmm. Interesting. So the last year that Kessel was here. Um, Kessel, everybody's favorite player oh, isn't here anymore. Anyway, okay. Anybody else have any thoughts on that? So maybe they'll get. I mean, yeah, he deserves it this year, but maybe he deserves it more so than just because he, the years he didn't get it and didn't get the recognition with a team that sh- a lot of people either picked at the lower end of the division or not in the playoffs. This should be a year that he should get it all that yeah. combined. I, I just think that the, nobody expected the Bruins to really do much. They thought maybe they'll make it to the playoffs and, you know, everything is still to be determined, you know? Right. Um, but uh, nobody really expected that the, the Bruins would be in play for the top spot 
or the t- any of the top three spots, really, probably in the uh, Atlantic. So, especially after going oh and three, you know, like at the start of the season, mm-hmm. I think like, and not just oh and three. Those were those. They, were, they weren't those just were those. Yeah, those were, they were catastrophic losses. That's the big. Those thing. were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Jets. (laughs) Oh, God. So, you know, I think they've made, like, an impressive climb. We still have a little more season to go, and we're going to see what happens there. So, all right. I think we're going to move on. Okay. Okay. To Bare Necessities. And Anthony is going to start us off with Bare Necessities this week. Okay. Um, With three games against the West Coast, I'm likely not going to make it past the first period of each of them. (laughs) Thanks getting up at 530 in the morning. Um, so I won't be drinking anything with alcohol in it, uh, for the games, but I'm going to, and thanks to your decision or your part of your talk last week, VA, I'm going to make basil pesto pizza. Ooh. Okay. I was like wondering which part of the talk it was. (laughs) (laughs) With fresh mozzarella, chicken, and bacon. It's going to be awesome. That does sound good. Lovely. Sounds like a lovely idea. Anything else? No. That's it. <laughs> this is a it's a tricky week for bear for, for for the bear necessities just because they are late starts, right? Yes. Um, yes. um you know, they're they're eleven PM start on, on 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 Tuesday and Friday for me. I what kind of fan are you that you haven't already <laughs> taken the day off the next day? <laughs> I mean the Friday one's probably a non issue because it's a Friday. In fact, <laughs> you know what I really love is like he gives me this look like I'm listening to you and I'm trying to figure out if I want to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm processing. <laughs> yeah, processing, processing. Anyway, yes, I understand. It's, just... it's a it's a late game. I mean, even, you know, I don't have to well, I have to still get up at a certain time in the morning, but you know, I I don't have to be somewhere at a specific time. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh my god, the game started ten, because it's like my brain just kind of shuts off after a while, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a two a.m. end time for me these games on like the two like Tuesday. That's you. oh yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's not just the start time. It's like think about it. you got three out. You got to project three hours from there to the end of the game. <laughs> well, so. um, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, I completely understand, but you can catch them after, can't you? I can because I, I do have have NHL NHL TV and uh, yeah. You know? Although it is annoying that for for me, I have to if I were to do that, I would have to wait two days, like forty eight yeah. hours. That sucks. Yeah. Um, that sucks. It's annoying. It, is it that way for everybody else? Yeah. I don't have it, so I have no idea. I haven't even tried going back and watching games after, but maybe. So we'll find out. <laughs> Because well, uh, you know the sharks, the sharks are always a fun watch. Um, you know, because because uh, Joe Thornton is is pretty cool. So I wish they could get that new goal song like for Tuesday. Shark, 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 shark. That song was terrible. Speaking speaking goal songs at the Mooseheads on on Friday, they played in Zombie Nation there just randomly, and it was without a goal being scored, and I was so confused. Can Croft be a haunted? Anyway, yes, that that could be confusing. Um, I thought you were going to say they played in Agata de Vida, which would have been a very interesting goal song. Now I'm trying to think of what NHL team would do that. 
Because one would. I am hoping none would, because man, that is that is a slog. <laughs> but anyway, it's entertaining to think that. <laughs> if I, I, I um... and, and by the organ player, not actually play it, just have the the, the arena organ oh, or organist yeah. play it, <laughs> like the Simpsons. <laughs> Someone tweet to Ron Poster. <laughs> During the next intermission, could you just play the whole thing? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, that would be so funny. Alright, so so it's difficult for you. And so if you could have some bare necessity thing that you were doing, Jeff. Other than praying that um, the Bruins win. I don't know. Well, I've been drinking water during games of late. It seems to be working. The Bruins have been doing really good on this dry on the on this dry kick for me. So maybe <laughs> I'm gonna have to not drink while watching hockey. Oh boy, <laughs> that is quite that's a, quite the sacrifice. That really is. Hey, but I went dry after the after the deadline though. First game after the deadline was the first one that I wasn't drinking at. Game I wasn't drinking during in a very long time if I wasn't sick. And um, well, you know the Bruins have gotten a point in every single game since the deadline. So, ergo, <laughs> of course, your sacrifice is noted and thanked. I think yesterday was the first game that I drank while I watched in like three weeks. Like we had the Chard Bourdais, and God, that stuff was awful. I had like a glass and a half, and I was like, no, no, thank you, I can't do it. Um, but anyway. Okay, so you're drinking water and hoping that the Bruins win. Sounds yep. good. All right. To me. So probably, um, well, it's a late start. In my new schedule, I work at 8.30 so, um, in the morning. So I probably won't be drinking any alcohol. Probably be some type of smorgasbord of either uh, ginger ale, water, or apple juice. Something along those lines. I would make a terrible sandwich. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, okay. I gotcha. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it'll probably be something along those lines. Maybe some tea uh, if I'm really feeling <laughs> ambitious. So, yeah. Excellent. Sounds like a, a good plan if you can stay awake for it. Oh, God, this this week is just its such a mind, ugh, minefield for these uh, East Coast people. Uh, Kate. Yay! Okay, I can see these games at 7.30, 7 p.m. I can actually not have to rush home from work. I can see the entire game. I might even go to the Kings game. I might even go to the Kings game. <laughs> oh, I wish I had pom-poms. I'm so sorry. Listeners, VA <laughs> is cheering for Kate's uh, excitement. Enthusiasm. I was her cheer inter- interpreter. Okay, I won't do it anymore. It was amazing. No, VA. I told you I was a cheerleader in high school, right? Yes. No. God. <laughs> anyway, I might actually go to the Kings game, and they can't do any worse than they did before when they met the Kings, so... Hopefully, if I go there, it will be. That was my birthday. Oh, Oh, I'm so sorry. But actually, all of our buy tickets. 
all of our previous games against the games this week are teams this week were not good, if I recall. Yeah, they, they were, like, a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. They were yeah, all at home, and we yep, sucked at were. home. That's right. And we kick ass on the road, so we're going to kick ass on the road, because if I oh. pay a million dollars to see the Kings play the Bruins, I hope the Bruins win. So. I hope you don't have to pay a million dollars. I hope you no, get to go I, see the game. I actually saw, though, like, on StubHub, they're, like, down to 62 bucks for the 300s, which is, like... Really freaking good when it's a staple center, you know? Yeah. I mean, that is amazing. Because, like, about a month ago, they were, like, 100 bucks for the 300s. It's just, like, no. So, yeah. I, yeah, I also have a friend who might not go because her daughter might be at a swim meet. So I could probably grab her tickets for even less. So I'm hoping. Wow. That yeah. Cool. I really want to go. Because it's a Saturday night. I don't have to worry about work. And, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be fun. So I'm I excited to fight so they can play Saturday <laughs> nights. All right for fighting. I love oh, it when God. they do that. <laughs> I love that when hockey night in Canada used that as their theme song. I mean, granted, I think it was like a Nickelback version, but it was still pretty. I, I liked that. I thought it was pretty clever. No Nickelback version. No Nickelback version. Oh, <laughs> that, that hurt my brain. But yeah, no, so I'll be um, also, um, I'll have to look at the Kings game, but if not, I w- uh, if I'm not going to the Kings game, I will definitely be doing the game thread and recap for all of the West Coast games because all of you will be in dreamland, basically. So I'm excited. I'm really excited for this. All right. All right. That sounds cool. <laughs> you were very excited. It was, it was I am. Because okay. most of the time it's like, I don't know. But then it's like, wow, you were like out of the gate. Like, <laughs> you needed now, a cheat yeah. interpreter. I mean, Dra- like, you're only like complaining about like, you know, oh, God, it's so late. Oh, God, it's so late. I'm like, well, I can see the games. <laughs> so for the rest of the hockey world, Hockey Christmas is one of deadline, the draft, free agent frenzy for Kate. It's the West Coast road trip. It's the West Coast road trip. <laughs> 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 yeah, for a minute there, a little while back, I thought that Jeff was going to say that the Bruins happen to play shitty on all of our birthdays, and I'm like, they haven't played on my birthday yet. I I don't know. We'll have to see. They, they didn't play on mine either. I always look at that. I think they might have played Tampa like on the 21st of October, but I don't know. Let's see. The, I guess. Oh. The, oh, yeah, they beat the, the Devils in uh, the shootout on my birthday. Well, that's yeah. lovely. <laughs> the Devils. I they didn't the- like me. I get the most oh, kind of hockey if, if we get to that point. I get playoff hockey for my birthday. Ooh. May or June. May. <laughs> Stakes are high. Yeah, so um, the last time they played on my birthday, which was two years ago, uh, it was the overtime in Montreal when Matt Froyo, Fraser, oh. won it in overtime. So, oh, Chipotle. Soft, soft spot in my heart for Froyo. Yeah, um, for that, and it was uh, it was great. I loved it. And it was a very frustrating game. They needed to win on my birthday, and I think in 2013 they played a game on my birthday and they won. So that was cool. That was against Toronto at that point. So yeah. Oh yeah, I playoff started late that year. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do for bare necessities. I'm going to hope that Shara and Seidenberg can switch places with themselves from 10 years, uh, 10 years ago. Whoa. Five years ago. Um, yes. I hope they invent a time machine and they just switch. That's all. Days of of future past, um, model. 
<laughs> sure, why not? Let's do it. It's just projected into their bodies from before. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I actually did just see that like uh, a couple weeks ago. Yes, let's do that. All right, make it happen. Come on. We've got a geologist and other people who aren't geologists. <laughs> let's make it work. I mean, time is a big part of geology, but um, not like that. <laughs> Black vision. I, I, I like I like experience in theoretical physics is actually what it is. Damn I could it. sell it after. I took a few physics classes. That helps, right? <laughs> oh, God. It's not I even know, it wouldn't I even know. be a theoretical thing, it'd be applied theoretical physics. Well I've thought about it once. That works. <laughs> I, mean, I watched the Big Bang Theory. I mean, I should get some. Yeah, there we go. You got to learn something from that. That's totally educational. Because they're never wrong about anything. Uh-uh. No. There was a time where they'd, you know, get their science jokes right. <laughs> there was a time, and now they're just like, hey, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that show in ages. I anyway. never made it through an episode of that show. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yes. Me and my, my magic playing friends last night actually discussed that. And uh, basically, it was actually really good about nerd culture the first two seasons, both as an, from an academic and in terms of nerd subcultures. And then it just said, fuck it, we're getting too high concept, which they weren't. But it's a Chuck Lorre <laughs> show, so of course they you know abandoned a pretense of being high concept and just became... <laughs> like two and a half men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And you would think they'd try to get some of the science even more correct, being that one of them actually has a PhD. Like in real life, but no. hmm, who? The one who plays uh, Amy Farrah Fowler, I believe she oh, yeah, actually yeah, has yeah, her UCLA. Yeah. What was it? Neuro... Neuroscience. Yes. Yeah, neuroscience. Yeah. And she it's... plays like a neurobiologist on the show, so you yeah. would think that they would get a ton of it right. My embryolic. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, what bugs me the most about that show is um, there are no such thing as as nerds that are comprehensive in all fields of nerddom. Nerds are very factionalized. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, let's see. I'm trying to think. I have, I have. Well, he's a nerd. He's a geek. What is he? He's like all of that stuff. Here. <clears throat> My point is, you don't get people that are, you know, that are simultaneously D and D, sort of video games, all kind, both DC and uh, and, and Marvel comics. No, no, no. You are and- definitely one or the other in DC or Marvel. Or, or Star Wars and Star Trek, again, one or the other. This, these guys are all comprehensive nerds, and that makes no goddamn sense. That really doesn't, yeah. Being well, a D&D so, nerd is practically like, a full-time but job. I, I guess those, I'm not, like hills I'm not, you would die on. Those are I, hills you die on. <laughs> I'm not super nerdy about Star Wars or Star Trek. I think I'm not saying sh- everyone's one or the other, but the point is people well, aren't but, crazy but, about both, usually. Yeah. I like both for different reasons. I like not quite the same, though. No, it's not. No, but I'm not a super nerd on them. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. The only thing that I can think of that I'm a super nerd about is the Venture Brothers. That's it. Like, that's the only thing that I can argue and discuss at great length um, that is, like, nerdy. And um, most people don't even know what it is. So <laughs> it's like, whatever. Um, it's never going to be on the Big Bang Theory. That's for sure. Uh, but that that show has such a wonderful, dense universe of pop culture and is just amazing. I just love the show. So anyway, 
that's about all I am as a nerd. Um, I'm that. Oh, I, I I can be a music nerd too, but uh, mostly I um, nerd out talking about DJ stuff with DJs. So that's not anything anybody needs to be part of. Uh, hot DJ talk sucks, basically for <laughs> most people. So, so anyway, you can find us on Twitter at Barely and Topic, on Facebook at Barely and Topic, both of which are kind of linked now, I guess. You can <laughs> listen to us on SoundCloud. Find us on BobbyToBergy.com, B-O-B-B-Y-T-O-B-E-R-G-Y.com, where we embed the podcast and we also talk about game stuff. We have game threads. Come watch a game with us and talk to us. Um, membership is free. Just join talk to us we're a lot of fun i swear and anything else that we have to say about that <laughs> no nope. i forgot that nick's not here so i don't have my usual guy who's like yep yep need to talk about that too um play us off timmy <laughs> yeah word yay <laughs>